I'm not a loser, but sometimes I do loser things. In the event that this fails, they'll never be able to come to me and say, hey, remember that podcast you did that didn't go so well? No, that was our podcast. We did that. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to episode 17 of the In My Own Words podcast. Round of applause. Welcome, everybody. I hope you're having a blessed and beautiful Sunday, the first Sunday in March. The year is going by so fast, man. The year is going by super, super fast. Having a great weekend so far. Um, I'm going to jump right into it, man, because we got a lot to cover. I'm super excited to talk to you about the, the deep dive topic. But before we get into that, uh, I came in here all prepared to give somebody a wow award. I came in like I came in super prepared to give somebody a wow award. I had the bars together. I knew what I was going to say. I had a couple jokes. And then I did something that you probably should do, I guess, as a responsible uh, reporter and journalist, which I'm not. Uh, But, I mean, I guess it's something responsible to do, right? I do have, uh, I have obligated to tell the truth uh, from my perspective, from my perspective. And a lot of times my my perspective, if I can talk today, changes based on new information, as it should, right? And so I was getting ready to give Khloe Kardashian another WOW Award because of this tweet. She said, why are you lying at Jordan Woods? If you're going to try and save yourself by going public, instead of calling me privately to apologize first, I had to say it that way because she, that part was all in caps. Uh, if you're going to try to save yourself by going public, instead of calling me privately to apologize first, at least be honest about your story. By the way, she said BTW because I'm cool, though. I know what that means. By the way, you are the reason my family broke up. Check out this season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians tonight at 8. No, she didn't say that part. I made that part up. But I'm thinking, okay, wow. This is deeper than I thought. She is really not even going to try to place any of the blame on Tristan or hold him accountable or address him. She's going right at the girl. And I feel like women make that mistake a lot of the times, whether they know the girl or not, instead of turning to their dude and saying, listen, you messed up. They go right to the girl. Like, what are you doing here? This is my man. That's that's I gave him that underwear. Me and Dwayne been dating for the last five years. I did that. And it's like, you need to be talking to Dwayne. Dwayne is the one that betrayed you. She didn't know nothing. And even if she did, she's not dating you. Talk to Dwayne. And Dwayne just like, no, baby, no, no. Uh, so I was going to give her the biggest wow for that. But then approximately two hours ago, Chloe tweeted this. She said, this has been an awful week. And I know everyone is sick of hearing about it all, as am I. I'm a roller, coasters of emo- a roller coaster of emotions and have said things I shouldn't have. Honestly, Tristan cheating on me and humiliating me wasn't such a shock as the first time. What's been harder and more painful is being hurt by someone so close to me. Someone whom I love and treat like a little sister. But Jordan is not to be blamed for the breakup of my family. This was Tristan's fault. I have to move on with my life and count my blessings and my family, my health, 
and my beautiful baby, True. Let me give her a round of applause. Because that's very big of her to realize what's really going on, to realize how she is being played, unfortunately, by Tristan, and for her to come back and say, you know what, Jordan, this isn't your fault. You are culpable. I do treat you like a sister. I do feel hurt. But this is Tristan's fault. And I'm not going to continue to let Tristan fool me. I am going to make sure that I'm focused on me and my baby, and we're going to do our thing. So shout out to Khloe Kardashian, man. I was going to give her a wow award, but I'm not going to give her a wow award now because she has realized the games that are being played, and she has decided to do something different, which I think is extremely, extremely dope. And I can't blame her for um, feeling hurt. I think anybody would feel hurt in that situation, but I'm so glad that she was able to kind of understand, you know, what's really going on and shift the the blame that needs to be had in a different direction. So shout out to Chloe. Also, breaking news. Breaking news. This podcast has merch. Yes, that's merchandise. That is something that you can buy that is tangible, that you can receive at your house. Uh, we're starting it out today. It is live today, uh, which means it'll be live two days after you hear this. We have ask me about my podcast t-shirts. Now, here's why I want this t-shirt and here's why I made the t-shirt, why I put it up and why I want people to buy it. A lot of people that listen to my podcast have played around with the idea of having their own podcast. They think about it. They ask me about it. They're curious about it. They want to know how it works. Some of them have even tried it and gave it a go before. I get text messages and tweets and DMs asking me what type of equipment I use and all these things. And, you know, how many people listen and what happens if people don't listen and all these things. Right. And so here's what I want to do. I want to create a movement that is for the creators and by the creators. And the beauty of having a podcast is that you can kind of put your side of things out there and hopefully in a way, at least my intentions, that I put them out there in a way that other people would be interested enough that they would want to engage in a conversation with me. Right. And that is kind of the entire goal, right? I'm not doing podcasts just to get my side out. I know that even though I try to be well-balanced in my thinking, even though I try to consider all angles of a story or of a topic, there's always going to be some things that I miss and some unique perspectives that I don't bring. And I love that. So I love when I can create something, distribute it, you know, hit that publish button, get it out there to people, and then it sparks a conversation. I also love having those conversations in person, but think about what if all those future listeners that you see in your city when you're walking around or when you go out of town to someone else's city or when you're interacting with others, what about wearing something that's a conversation piece that gets the conversation started? You know, wearing that shirt, going to an event or going you know, downtown in your city or whatever with a shirt on that says, ask me about my podcast. There is a great chance that someone is going to come ask you about your podcast. That gives you a chance to talk about your podcast, talk about why you enjoy it, why you do it. You know, you, you get to connect with that person on a different, a different level. And it means something totally different when you listen to someone's podcast and you know that person or you remember meeting that person. It makes a cooler story when you're sharing that with a friend and was like, yo, check out this guy's podcast. I met him in New York when we were both stuck in the airport. He had a shirt on and said, ask me on my podcast. I listen to it. I love it. It comes out every Sunday. 
blah, 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 right? So for all the creators that listen to this podcast, that want to start the podcast, that are afraid that people won't listen, that are afraid that they uh, won't be able to promote it right or won't be able to get it out to as many people as possible, it's as simple as putting on a shirt. So the link for the Ask Me About My Podcast shirts are in the show notes, so definitely check that out. If you don't see it in the show notes, uh, depending on what platform you use, which I believe you should see it in any platform, the link is bit.ly slash I-M-O-W merch. So bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash I-M-O-W merch, M-E-R-C-H. Check out the shirts. Definitely, definitely appreciate it. We're going to be coming out with more. Uh, I want to get with a designer for the next shirt. I'm definitely going to do a Don't Choose Whackness Over Wisdom shirt. Wow. I definitely want to do that shirt. I think that'll be dope. A nice little Whackness Over Wisdom hoodie and uh, shirt. Also, if you go to that link, you'll see uh, Ask Me About My Podcast coffee mug. Great thing to set up on your desk or have at a coffee shop with you. Again, the whole idea is just to create a coffee, um, a coffee starter. <laughs> I love a coffee starter. The great idea is just to start, have a conversation starter, right? Something that, that gets you to talk about what you do and what you love, if that is podcasting. So definitely check that out. Again, bit.ly slash I-M-O-W merch. You can check it out and buy your shirt today. Let's get into the deep dive. Now, we can call this week the return of the snitch. Not that the snitch is gone anywhere, but man, every time I look up, there's somebody telling on somebody else. And it started with Michael Cohen and his testifying at Congress this week. And when I saw that, I was glued. I had to just hear, you You always want to hear, like you hear a lot of things about uh, President Trump, right? And it's always interesting to me to hear from someone that was standing with him, right? And that will that was writing the checks and behind closed doors and all these other things. Now, whether you believe him or not, I feel like that's an entirely different conversation. And that's a conversation that maybe we can have on a different day. Um, but just the idea that he is doing his um, court legal system version of a tell-all is interesting. And so um, I want to play a clip that the chairman uh, in his closing remarks kind of um, addressed Cohen being a snitch and being a rat. Um, I also think about the Jordan Woods story, which we'll get into as well, thinking about her. Is what she doing? Is she telling her side of the story? Is she snitching? Like, we, we need to break this down because I see a lot of back and forth talk online. I see a lot of people saying that Cohen's snitching. I see a lot of people saying that Jordan didn't hold it down and she's snitching, um, which I can make an argument either way. I see a lot of people saying that, no, they're not snitching. They're just telling their sides of the story. And I feel like we need to define what snitching is. Before we do that, let's play this clip from uh, Chairman Cummings. I, I know that it's painful going to prison. I know, I know it's got to be painful being called a rat. And let me, let me explain. A lot of people don't know the significance of that, but I live in the inner city of Baltimore. All right? And when you call somebody a rat, that's one of the worst things you can call them because when they go to prison, that means a snitch. I'm just saying. And so the president called you a rat. 
We're better than that. We're better than that. First of all, let me give him a round of applause because I feel like he, he killed the hearings. Not that it was a show, not that it was a performance. It was a performance. I will say that it was a performance by both sides, Democrats and Republicans. You could tell even by their questions, they weren't there to ask questions. They were there to get across an agenda. And uh, you could just you can clearly tell the agenda on both sides. But I wanted to shout out to him and hearing him say that and then seeing the talk online made me realize that people don't know what snitching is. So we got to define snitching. That's what I feel like I'm obligated to do this week. So whether it's him, whether it's Takashi 69, whether it's Jordan Woods, we need to define what snitching is. And so in order for me to define what snitching is, I got to take you back in time to about a month ago, maybe a couple of months ago when I was at a drug dealer's house. Now, <laughs> I was at a drug dealer's house uh, for work, not work as in drugs, as in slang for drugs, uh, like literally for my job, my nine to five, I was at a drug dealer's house. And I can't explain it to you all the way. So I attempted to not tell the story, but it's still a good story, even if I don't explain it to you. Uh, <laughs> I'm at a drug dealer's house for work. And uh, just for clarity purposes, my job didn't know that this was going to be a drug dealer's house. Like there was no knowledge of, of me or the person I was with or anybody in the company that we were going to a drug dealer's house prior to getting there. In fact, within the first few minutes of being there, um, we still didn't know. But then you start to see the signs of uh, a drug dealer house. Um, when the guy says, <laughs> when you ask the guys, how long have you been living here? And he's like, oh, I don't live here. I just work out of here. And they have certain rooms that you can't go into and there's really no furniture. There's just one couch and the TV's on the floor. And but all the lights are on and everything looks, you know, somewhat normal. And uh pretty much the the back door and the front door is jumping and he has three cell phones and they all uh ring different. Two of them are flip phones and the one is the latest iPhone. You just start to piece together and you know, considering the neighborhood, you start to piece together, okay. There may be this this something may be going on here that maybe isn't legal. And uh you you start to see a lot of handshaking and step outside real quick and oh what's up? You back and you know, you you look in the garage because it's a part of my job and you see that there's some really, really, really nice cars in the garage that you can't afford and most people in the neighborhood that you can't afford. So anyway, I'm at this drug dealer's house. And at the moment, I realized that I'm at a drug dealer's house and he's currently selling drugs while he has strangers in his house. Um, the first thing I started to do was put my plea together. <laughs> I start immediately thinking, OK, if the next knock on the door is a cop, what do I say to make sure I get home? That's what I want to say. And I feel like anybody that in, that is in a situation, whether it's snitching or not, but when they're in a compromising situation where something they have uh, gotten used to and something that has been a part of normal life, something that they cling to is going to be taken away from them and they feel like they could get back to it with divulging information, that's exactly what they're going to do. When you look at the Cohen situation, he's not telling because he had a change of heart. He's telling because he's trying to come home sooner. 
<laughs> he's like, look, sorry, y'all. Sorry, nation. I'm trying to come home. I'm sorry I'm throwing y'all president in the dirt. I'm sorry that y'all got to hear these ugly truths about this man that you voted for. I'm sorry that I got to tell you some of the ugly things that I did. I'm sorry that this is happening in our nation, but I'm trying to come home. That's the same thing Jordan is trying to do. Whether Whatever she says, we're going to get into this later. She is trying to clear her name. That's all that she's trying to do. And she's trying to clear her name with playing both sides, which I think is really interesting. But I don't want to get onto that yet because we're going to come back to that later. So I'm already thinking, how can I get out of this situation and make sure that I'm not penalized for some things that I am not doing? I may be present while they're happening. Um, I know that I know enough to pretend that I don't know what's happening just in case a police officer busts in and there's, you know, an undercover cop or somebody, you know, some type of sting operation that's set up. Uh, the neighbors across the street are looking kind of funny. And so I'm already putting together what my what my plea, what the, the, the story that I'm going to tell when it comes down to talking to the authorities about this situation. Now, I'm at a house that's not mine. There's illegal activities that are going on that I may or may not be aware of that I definitely don't have anything to do with it. The question is, if we all go to jail and they ask me what happened and what I saw and I tell them, am I snitching? Is that a snitch? And my answer is, without a doubt, emphatically, unequivocally, no. That is not snitching. Here's what snitching is. Snitching is when you and I are both doing dirt together and for one reason or another, I go and tell the powers that be, whether that be the authorities, the FBI, the local police station, your parents, or Jada Pickett Smith, what we were doing together. Especially in a way that I know is going to hurt and penalize you, especially in a way that I know that it's going to bring you down as I go down, especially after I've already been indicted on charges. That's snitching. If I'm normal Joe Schmo citizen and I have nothing to do with what's going on and I happen just to get caught up in a crazy situation where I'm around some illegal activities that's going on and I happen to tell my side of the story, what I saw with my eyes and what I heard with my ears and what I experienced, that's not snitching. Any real uh, street guy, um, mob boss, gangster, whatever, you never get mad at the normal citizens for telling stuff. Like, you you may get mad, but those are the type of people that you start chopping fingers off and sending them back to mom. You know what I mean? That's not the type of person that wakes up, you know, with a horse head in their bed. Or that's not the type of person that ends up sleeping with the fishes. It's the ones that were doing the dirt with you and then went out and told the story like they weren't doing the dirt. If we decide together and make a pact, whether that's verbally or non-verbally, whether that's through our words or through our actions, and then after that pact is over or when things start getting hot in order for you to go home and whatever that is for you, you start to express the things that we did in private together. That's a snitch. And that's where I want you guys to look at Michael Cohen. 
Michael Cohen for 10 years was Trump's right-hand man. He was the fixer. He was the guy making the payments to Stormy Daniels, the hush money to keep help protect Trump and his brand and his role and run and goal for the presidency. He was the guy that was making threats to small business owners about Trump ruining them and suing them and basically making their money run dry and inevitably running them out of business because he wouldn't, they wouldn't bend or fold the way Trump wanted them to. He was the guy saying, hey, you're not getting paid. He was the guy that was behind. If you watch House of Cards, you're looking at, you're looking at Kevin Spacey's character and Doug Stamper had a falling out. Doug is getting indicted. Instead of him just rolling with it, he starts to tell everything that Kevin Spacey character had him do. Yeah, he had me kill Zoe Barnes. He had me kill this. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're watching in real life right now. And my man is not afraid at all to snitch on everybody. He's naming names they didn't even ask him about. <laughs> well, uh, oh, girl, uh, Alexandria Ortez, or Ocasio-Cortez, I think is her name, AOC. I said it one with the initials the first time. She's asking him questions, and he's like, oh, so would Andrew know about that? He's like, yeah, Andrew, Rodney, David. <laughs> he just started listing off all kind of, we didn't even ask you about those people. That's a snitch. That's a rat. That's somebody that's copping, please. That's somebody that you don't want to be in the trenches with because when things get ugly and things get tight and they have to make a decision, it's going to be the decision to snitch on you. It was like watching an episode of First 48 Hours when they bring the dude in who don't know nothing until they offer him some food and then he knows everything. <laughs> it was just like 48 Hours except for they didn't have the box of chicken. They didn't have the Burger King that they offered him. They offered him a, a lesson sentence. You'll go to jail for three years instead of 20 years or whatever the sentence was. That's a snitch. So now that we have that definition of a snitch, someone who is going to divulge information about activities that they participated in, but now are divulging that activity so that they could do their best to get back home, to get back to what was comfortable, to regain some of the things that they're going to lose without care of how you may be impacted of those things. That's what a snitch is. And that brings me to Jordan Woods. Now, I have to state very, very clearly that I do believe that Tristan and Jordan Woods did something together that night. Whether that something was making out, whether it was just a kiss, whether it was sex, I don't know. I do believe that something happened that night and we still don't have the full story. I know she went on the red table, <laughs> which I think is so trash. But I think she went on she went on the red table and she did her tell all version. And, you know, she was trying to make sure that she took accountability for what she did. But then she sat there and lied to us the entire time. And I can't tell if it's nasty that the Smiths have decided to inject themselves in the situation. So I'm holding this. Wow. I'm holding it for the Smiths. I see how they FaceTime Will in the beginning and told the whole backstory of how they know Jordan. And that's cool. You know her. But you don't have anything to do with this situation. They basically, she got kicked out of one 
table in the lunchroom that with the cool kids in it. She went to the next table with the cool kids in it. Oh, I can't hang out with the Jenners and the Kardashians anymore. Let me go over to the black side, the cool cable, the cool kids table on the black side, and hang out with the Smiths. And I get it. They've known her before. Her dad worked on the show. Blah 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 blah. I haven't seen them together. I was so confused when they announced she was coming on there. Because I'm like, man, that's kind of messy of Jada and the brand that she's trying to build over there to jump into the middle of this Jordan Woods situation. But that's neither here nor there. They brought her on the show, which I still think is kind of nasty. They allowed her to tell her version of the story. And it appears, it appears that her version of the story is just a lie. <laughs> Let's listen to some of the clips that she had on her version of the story. Uh, this clip, she talks about people saying that she gave Tristan a lap dance. There was no lap dance involved. But what I can think as to why someone would say that, there was a chair here, a couch, and another chair. Got it. It's all filled. Got it. So he's sitting in this chair, and there's an arm of the chair that goes up about here. Okay. And I'm sitting on the arm of the chair. So you come into the party, and you look, and you see me sitting on the chair in my head. This is innocent. You know, like we're all drinking, we're all chilling. There's no way it would look like a lap dance, but I could see why people would say, oh, they're getting cozy. Mm-hmm. Did you have your arm around them? No. Okay. But my legs were, were laying right over his. Clearly cozy. Got it. My okay. butt was never sitting on him. But your legs were, so he but was... But my legs were dangling down, so I picked them up and I put them over. Here's my thing. So, you're sitting on the arm of the couch where Tristan is sitting. And your legs were dangling there, so you put your legs over his legs. Question, follow-up question. If I'm Jada doing this interview, where, where were his hands? Where was his arm? It wasn't on the armrest because you're sitting on the armrest, right? So where's Tristan's arm? Is it behind you? Is it around you? Is it on you? It's like, okay, maybe his arm is to his side. Well, nope, that's not possible because you swung your legs over across his. So now you look very cozy. You're sitting right next to this man. You said your butt wasn't on him. That's cool. You're sitting on the arm of the chair with your legs crossing his. Looks very cozy to me. If you don't believe me, if you're a married man or you're dating someone, get a random girl, have her sit on the edge of the couch on the armrest and swing her legs over your legs and watch your girl walk in and you just tweet me and let me know what happened at Tony R. Sanders. Just let me know what happens. Let's do a little experiment. Yeah, you guys look really cozy. You look really friendly. Way too friendly to just be platonic. Way too friendly to just be, ah, just hanging out here, drunk after the club, dancing, whatever. Nothing's going on. It definitely gives all of the appearances of something going on. Was there nowhere else to sit? Could you not have sitting next to someone else? You said you were out with friends before you came there. Where were all your girlfriends? What were they doing? You couldn't sit... On one of their laps, girls do that all the time. What I'm saying is there are a bunch of holes in this story that she's not filling on purpose. A good liar, a decent liar, not a Jussie Smollett liar, but a decent liar 
does a pretty good job of mixing the lie with the truth. Basically meaning they're going to tell you, you know, maybe 85% lie, but they're going to put 15% of the truth in there to make the 85% more believable, if that makes sense. And I feel like that's what's happening with this Jordan Woods situation. I feel like she is taking us right up to the truth, but just stopping short. His hand had to be somewhere. It was either under you because your legs were crossed his, or it was behind you, around you, on you. It made y'all look very, very cozy, and you were aware of it. You knew it, and you didn't do anything to change it or stop it. Let's go to the next clip. So there wasn't any like intimate little chuckle, chuckle, giggle, giggle, you in his ear, him in your ear. I mean, as we all were just. Let me let me pause it. <laughs> let me pause it. You learn this as you get older, as an adult. Jordan's 21. She don't know. She don't know. When you get older as an adult, especially when you start having kids, Anytime you ask somebody something, a very direct question, and they start out with the I means, <laughs> anytime they start out with the I means, you may want to, you may want to go grab them one of these. Wow. Just don't even let them finish. So were there any kissing or was there any, I mean, oh my God, no, not even going to let you, wow. <laughs> I'm not even going to let you finish. I'm not even going to let you finish. It shouldn't start with an I mean. I know what you mean. You're about to tell me what you, you don't have to say I mean. Just say it. It was a very direct question. And kudos to Jada for asking her this very direct question that deserved a very direct answer. But that's a couple problems I have with this answer. Definitely the I mean, but keep listening. So there wasn't any like intimate little chuckle, chuckle, giggle, giggle, you in his ear, him in your ear. I mean, as... We all were just dancing and having fun. Everyone at the... We all were just... I didn't ask you about we. I didn't ask you what everybody was doing. I asked you about you and him. She went to... We all were dancing. What? Wait, what? I, I asked, was there any intimate moments with you? That tells me yes. That tells me yes, there was. We were flirting with each other all night. That's what that tells me. I came and kind of sat on his lap, swung my legs over his, you know, started to touch him. If a girl come, if a girl does that, and look, I'm the worst at being able to identify if somebody is flirting with me or not. I just don't know. I just don't know. Like, unless they physically touch, I just don't know. Um, if a girl came up to me and sat on the arm of the couch and swung her legs over mine, oh, she's flirting. So, yeah, we may have been whispering in each other's ears for the rest of the night because she's flirting with me. Now I'm flirting with her. We're going to see where this is going. Jordan, you were definitely flirting. And this is one of those moments where she takes us right up to the truth, but then doesn't reveal what she really wants to say. So there wasn't any like intimate little chuckle, chuckle, giggle, giggle, you in his ear, him in your ear. I mean, that's an easy no. We all were just dancing and having fun. Everyone at the party, so we we're all were dancing and having fun, but never anything intimate. We all never were dancing and like having he fun. Any moves on you throughout the night? No. He didn't have to make. You made the first move. You made the first move. One more. 
with Jordan. And this is the part of the interview that I could not stand. And I feel like Jada wanted to say more, but she couldn't go as deep as she wanted to because they just built this girl up as family and young. She has to learn and yada, yada, yada. But she's telling Jada that nothing happened. He never tried to make a move. He never did anything. It was very friendly. I stayed till the sun was up. I saw the sun was out. I had to leave. Everything was cool. And then this happens. On the way out, he did kiss me. No, what do you mean by kiss? It's just no passion, no... Let's stop. (laughs) Nothing happened. I was getting ready to leave. On the way out, he did kiss me. Oh my God! Wow! You waited till 25 minutes into the interview to bring up the kiss? This is why they're mad at you. I was listening to this interview and was saying, one, this girl is lying. Two, let's say she's not lying and everything that she's saying is factual. Why do they believe otherwise? Why is Chloe believing otherwise? Is it because of Tristan's history? Is it because of the reports of the other people that were there? Like, why don't they believe this version of the story? You know, given that it's true and given that she's believable, what else, like, would have triggered the type of response that we're seeing on social? And, you know, she's saying that she's receiving death threats. Like, going over there, I mean, the sitting on the arm on the lap thing is kind of crazy. I don't know if that warrants all of the hoopla and the death threats. So I'm thinking this entire time, what did she do that was so bad for things to get to that level? And then she dropped it. On the way out, he did kiss me. No, and what do you mean by kiss? It's just no passion, no nothing on the way out. He just kissed me and... and like a tongue kiss, like a peck on the lips. Get the, get the clarification, Jay. No, it, it was like a kiss on the lips, but no tongue kiss, no making Just out. Just her in the mouth. Nothing. <laughs> And I don't think that he's wrong either because I allowed myself to be in that position. And when alcohol is involved, people make, you know, dumb moves or people get caught up in the moment or who knows. Wow. 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 Let me tell you something. Breaking news. Breaking news. Tristan is seven feet tall. I don't know how tall Jordan is, but I saw her next to Jada. I don't know how tall Jada is roughly. And I know neither one of them is seven feet tall. I don't know if you've ever seen a giraffe eat something off the ground. But for him to be seven feet tall and to bend down and kiss her, one, she saw it coming. Two, she could have done something about it. Three, if she didn't see it coming, didn't consent, couldn't have done anything about it, guess what we have? Hashtag me too. You have a non-consensual sexual act by a superstar as you're leaving their home. That, in today's climate, happened to you? And you didn't mention it? Matter of fact, not only did you not mention it, you're taking up for him? That's what you want us to believe? This was a non-consensual kiss. A non-consensual, sexual, intimate act. And you just let it go. Nah, fam. I'm not, go- I'm not going. That would have been the story in TMZ. 
when you said Kylie and Chloe and they called you and you guys talked and they asked you what Tristan did and you lied and you said nothing happened. He was around girls, but he wasn't on them. Yeah, he wasn't on those girls because he was on you and you left that part out of the story. You could have easily said, listen, Kylie, I was just at your sister's man's house and he kissed me without my permission. Do you know how fast the Kardashians and the Jenners and Twitter, especially black Twitter, would have got Tristan out of here? LeBron ain't on the team no more. This man ain't even playing. He's hurt on the sideline in the suit. You know how fast they would have got him out of here with a hashtag Me Too movement if he gave you a non-consensual kiss? And you protecting him? Please explain to me why you're saying you can't blame him because you put yourself in that position. And I want to back up and be very, very aware that there are victims in situations where they, 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 they experience these things and they immediately start to blame themselves. I don't want to sound ignorant to that, but I'm saying in this particular situation, with this particular girl, with the particular details of the rest of the story, that part you didn't lead with. That part you covered up. That part you waited until 20 minutes into the episode to bring up. That part. That part. And I think it's super interesting. The same with Michael Cohen. The same with Tristan. They both had chances to bury the person that they were snitching against. Listen to me. They both had chances to bury the person they were snitching against. And even though Michael Cohen said some very damning and damaging things, he backed off some very damning and damaging things as well, and I felt like he knew about it. The Russian collusion, you were there for the WikiLeaks part, but you never heard the Russian collusion part. You were there for the Moscow Tower part, but you never heard about the collusion part. I don't buy it. You never heard a word. You don't think it's possible. You don't think there's something that he did. You talk about his will to win and how he cares about that more than anything else in the world. And there's nothing that he won't do to win. But you can't you can't speak to that specific part. Tristan Thompson gave you a non-consensual sexual kiss. She called it no passion. First of all, I've never tried to I've never tried to kiss someone against their will. But I would assume that they would probably be pretty passionate about it, especially someone that you haven't been intimate with before. Like to look at a girl and say, I want to kiss you in the mouth is automatically passion within that thought. There's automatic passion that lives within that thought as a guy to want to kiss someone in the lips. Like, that's another level of intimacy. Some guys, just for you ladies that don't know, some guys hold the lip kiss as a more intimate act than sex itself. There's guys that will have sex with girls and won't put their mouth on them. So for you to look at a girl and say, I want to kiss her in the mouth, that was a passionate kiss. And for you to experience that, and it didn't seem like she fought it. It didn't seem like she said anything to him about it, really, other than I got to go. And for you to bury the lead on that, you could have easily buried Tristan if he betrayed you. But yet you protected him. You could have easily, easily buried Trump. 
with a lot of the things that you were saying, a lot of the questions that the Democrats asked you directly, but you protected them. And that's what I'm saying. It's very hard to, to bury the person when you've done dirt with them. And that is one of the many problems with snitches is that they, they know they're conscious. They know they've done dirt with them. And so they say enough so they can come home, but not enough to fully bury the person that they had loyalty to for X amount of time. Cohen was loyal to Trump until the alphabet boys came and rolled him over. I believe that there's some loyalty and some trust and some communication between Tristan and Jordan that makes her even look even worse. And so instead of revealing those things, she held them back. So all I'm saying is we've defined snitching. We've called out two snitches this week. And I'm not even saying that snitching is a bad thing, but I do think that if you're going to be in the trenches with somebody and you are fully aware of the consequences of your actions, be willing to die on that hill. Be willing to die on that cross. If you were going to take up those actions, be willing to die on that cross. Don't go out here snitching on people because you want to go back to the way things used to be. I can't buy it. I can't roll with that. So anyway, that's all I got. 41 minutes. I think we're good. I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. I'll talk to you next week. If you want to add to the podcast, you can always hit me up on Twitter or on Instagram at Tony R. Sanders. And until next time, I'll see you. Peace. Peace.